Welcome back. This is number five in the series Fat Newborns, Infants, and Kids. On this chapter, I'll be talking about breast milk. As you recall, I'm going through the book in podcast form to try to convince people to buy the actual book, which you can either on Amazon or by going to kellygreggrbgg.com. The Dutch famine forced these pregnant people into a clinical trial of sort, in which we gained insight into the whole arena of epigenetics. In real life, we are not going to advise any pregnant women to be on a low-calorie diet, to fast, or to be on a ketogenic diet. Let us examine nutrition from the start, that is, breast milk. There is an excellent study which provided us with a lot of information on obesity and breast milk, entitled The Effect of Maternal Obesity on Breast Milk Fatty Acids and Its Association with Infant Growth and Cognition, the Preob Follow-Up. Andrea de la Garza Puentes and all, in Nutrients, 2019, September 11, 9, page 2154. Before we look at breast milk, let us look at the mother. When they show up, we can divide them into four categories. Those with normal weight, those overweight, those obese, and those with gestational diabetes. Since I am interested in preventing type 2 diabetes, I am concerned with those who have fat babies. Fat babies have an increased risk for various metabolic abnormalities, including a higher risk to be obese as a child and a teenager, and to get early onset type 2 diabetes. For many years, we observed that fat mothers were more likely to have fat babies. We figured that out a hundred years ago. But what can you do? Do you want us to put the mother on a low-calorie diet while pregnant? Of course, that is what happened during the Dutch famine. Finally, we took a closer look at this. Mothers get fat for the same reason everyone does. I have gone over this at length in the book Diet and Health. It boils down to insulin resistance. You have a higher level of insulin secondary to numerous elevations of blood sugar and consequent numerous elevations of insulin. Elevated insulin forces glucose into fat cells. Adipose cells take in glucose, that is energy, which your body is demanding by making you hungry, and hence deprives the rest of your body from this energy. The more adipose cells the harder it is to satisfy your energy demand, and hence your hunger. If you were not pregnant, I could advise the ketogenic fat diet, or fasting, followed by a maintenance diet, to decrease your adipose tissue. But you are pregnant, so I cannot do that. Let us go ahead and look at those obese pregnant patients. If we look closer, we see that the ones who had Large for gestational age babies, that is LGA babies, are the ones who had the most gestational weight gain, 
that is GWG. In fact, in the study referenced, the obese patients did not have large for gestational age babies. The ones with the most gestational weight gain did. Another study looked at this even closer. That is Raphael Ott, O-T-T, and all. Maternal overweight is not an independent risk factor for increased birth weight. BMC, Pregnancy and Childbirth, 2018, Volume 18, page 250. If we examine the third trimester glucose parameters, that is fasting glucose and oral glucose tolerance test, those who had normal glucose homeostasis in the third trimester did not have large for gestational age babies, regardless of their pregnancy weight status coming into the study. Those with abnormal glucose tests in the third trimester were also the ones with high gestational weight gain. So, if you had high glucose in the third trimester, you had more weight gain and more large for gestational age babies. If you were not pregnant, we would expect those with abnormal glucose levels and elevated insulin to become obese. If you are pregnant, we would expect the same thing, and this would be manifested by increased gestational weight gain. Insulin is not passed through the placenta to the baby, but glucose is. If you have high blood glucose, the baby does also. In the third trimester, the baby can make its own insulin. If we measure cord blood insulin, it is higher in the babies whose mothers had elevated blood sugar. Even if you have gestational diabetes, if your blood sugar is under control in the third trimester, you do not have large for gestational age babies. Now, this is great news. No matter how fat you are, or even if you have diabetes, we have a chance to not have a fat baby. Now, back to breast milk. First, the diet of the mother. When we did food diaries and interviews, the overweight and obese mothers had a higher omega-6, omega-3 ratio in their diet than the normal weight mothers. For this study, no dietary supplementation after the first trimester, other than free natal vitamins, was permitted. In this study, they did not observe any differences in infant characteristics related to maternal BMI. The women with obesity showed the lowest gestational weight gain. The study compared colostrum, which is the breast milk in the first few days of lactation, that is day 2 to 4, with mature milk on day 28 to 32, and tested for the various fatty acids found in this group. For my purposes, I will be interested in the omega-6, omega-3 ratios. Regardless of maternal weight, when colostrum became mature milk, the crucial fatty acids, such as arachidonic acid, docosahexaenoic acid, and other omega-3 fatty acids decreased. However, in the obese women, the mature milk also appeared to have a higher omega-6, omega-3 ratio than the other groups. Remember, the obese group had a higher omega-6, omega-3 dietary intake. 
It appears that obese and overweight women tend to have a higher ratio in their diet and in their breast milk overall. They still did not necessarily have large babies. Those with high gestational weight gain or abnormal glucose did, regardless of their weight status. The colostrum and mature milk provide many different fatty acids, which are essential for normal growth, development, and appropriate epigenetic changes. The breast milk of obese women is different from that of the non-obese. This is not surprising because the diet is different from non-obese. So whether obese or non-obese, if we control the glucose during the third trimester, we do not get fat babies. Regardless of whether we control the glucose, the obese breast milk is going to be different from the non-obese breast milk, and that is manifested in a higher omega-6, omega-3 ratio. Of course, controlling the glucose will result in a lower glucose content of the breast milk in both groups. We can understand how to reduce the glucose intake in the obese pregnant women, just give the appropriate diet. We also know how to reduce the plasma glucose. We do it all the time in women with gestational diabetes. We just give them insulin if required. It is somewhat more complicated as to how to reduce the omega-6, omega-3 ratio in the fatty acids of breast milk. Those obese women probably have spent much of their life eating a higher ratio just like almost everyone else has in the last 60 years. It would not be surprising if this abnormal ratio has induced their own epigenetic changes. It would not be surprising if feeding this higher ratio in breast milk induces some epigenetic changes in the newborn, which may also increase the risk of obesity. We suspect that this higher ratio induces a pro-inflammatory environment and may contribute to the epidemic of obesity and perhaps other immune-based dysfunction. Recently, it has become more popular to add omega-3 fatty acid supplementation to pregnant women's diet, mainly in the form of DHA. We are hoping this may reduce the omega-6-omega-3 ratio by raising the omega-3. Later, I will go over how I believe what we should be doing to reduce the number of fat babies. My goal is to reduce type 2 diabetes. Right now, we are certain that fat babies have an increased risk of developing abnormal metabolism, including elevated glucose as they get older. Let us start out by reducing fat babies and go from there. Now let's see what happens to these babies the first few years of life. The next podcast will be number six, entitled Fat Babies. Recall I am giving you a review of the book Fat Newborns, Infants, and Kids, and is the poor man's version of the audiobook.